the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand Up for Life. But it's not just any Word to Stand Up for Life. This is the Date Day Edition, which means Paula is live in studio with me. She's making a funny face at me right now. No, that's just how I look. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that because yeah, because you're smarter. Yeah, we 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 t- today and and I'll get to the details and phone calls in a minute. But today, your brother sent you a picture. Yeah, and it had you when you were going through what I call your Michael Jackson phase from mm-hmm. the from the Jackson Five phase mm-hmm. phase from 1973. Yeah, and you know what? You're as beautiful today as you were then. Oh, you're too sweet. I'll give you a dollar later. <laughs> Hey, if you have any questions or calls, you can dial 210-340-9585. If you are outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email your questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. We're standing by waiting for your question. Uh, if you are driving your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen, and everything else will be hands-free. Welcome to the show. Thanks Thank for you. hanging out with me today. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, tonight uh, is our graduation night. Once Unreal. a year. Unreal. Seems like we just had last year's. Yeah, and we were afraid we weren't going to have this yeah. year's. Well, last year we were afraid we weren't going to have it mm-hmm. either, but, mm-hmm. but with the COVID outbreak and then, and then all this. But uh, tonight we get to say goodbye to um, seven graduating seniors who uh, we've, all of them have been here so long, we've watched them grow up. Yeah, two of them started kindergarten here. And, I mean, they were younger than that when they got here, but they actually started school and now are graduating from the school. That just... It blows my mind. And one young girl, you know, Claudia, I said, you are not a senior. (laughs) I told her yesterday, I said, I've been, you've been here your whole life with Mm -hmm. me thinking that your brother's older than you are. Yeah. She says, I get that all the time, but I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, That she would be sophomore now going to be a junior. And it's just the opposite. He's the sophomore going to be the junior. And she's... Pastor Ron. Yeah, he's a junior going to be a senior. He's a junior going to be a senior. Okay, well, you know, every year, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus or anything, and I'm going to talk about I'm not supposed to really do this, but you keep saying (laughs) that you're going to flunk some of these kids because we want to keep them around. You have never followed through, not one time. What's up? Pastor Will won't let me. Pastor Will. (laughs) (laughs) Their parents are all for it, some Uh, of them. Yeah, they want to keep them around, but oh man, these kids have grown up just uh, entirely too fast. It's an amazing thing, and and, uh, just by by way of information, uh, tomorrow night here, instead of a Bible study, it is our annual senior night where the seniors address the body. You know, our free school uh, is unique, and and it is 100% supported 
by the church body here and our our senior night Friday night uh, where we we think so much of it we cancel a Bible study. Uh, it gives them a chance to say thank you to the body at large and and uh, let them know kind of what we are getting for our money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a really neat time. They're nervous, and it's one thing talking during the graduation tonight, but tomorrow uh, with the body in a, in a little more casual setting, um, uh, it, it's always a good time. Yeah. It's always a good time. And then finally, we're we're sort of done. This, this last two weeks have been like the busiest weeks of our lives every year. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, tonight with graduation, we can kind of take a deep breath and, Sort of get back to normal. Sort of, because even tomorrow night, uh, like you say, you give the give the Bible study to the kids, so you get to sit down in church with me and just kind of look at these kids who are now not just graduates; they're done. Yeah, yeah, and and some of them are one military, one over to New York, and I guess the rest are kind of staying around, but. We we don't get to see them nearly as often as we do, coming in and through the through the school every day. So whew, they're all grown up, baby. You know, and and then uh, of course the uh, junior class will be here for the graduation tonight, and we end the ceremony with them ringing the bell. Yeah. And they become the senior class, oh, and it will be two weeks from tonight when they're graduating. <laughs> that's just how it is. That's isn't? exactly how it is. That's just it's, how it goes. Yeah, three weeks maybe because yeah. we'll have summer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Paula, we've got Alan holding on line one. Let's go to to uh, Alan's phone call, and then we'll come back and see okay. what's on your heart. Okay. Alan, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Well, Pastor Ron, hi. How are you? I'm doing well, Alan. Thanks. Thank you uh, for. Taking my call, uh, I was. I needed to ask you if you could pray for me. Uh, I have a fungal infection. It's a, a mold infection. It's internal, and uh, I've been to the emergency room already, and they, their science can't find anything wrong with me. So uh, it's it gets really bad. And, and uh, anyways, it, it just puts my life in danger. So. Uh, I remember I was I listened to your prayer. I've met you in person, and I've been to your church a couple of times, but I'm just too ill to go in person. So I listened to your show online, but I heard you say you have a, a big wall where you pray for people, and I was going to ask you if you'd put me on that. I sure will, Alan. In fact, um, I'll, I'll pray for you now, but I will keep you in prayer and would appreciate very, very much if you would keep us posted on on how you're doing. Father, we're so grateful that, that Alan would reach out for prayer. It gives us an opportunity in the audience for this show who has demonstrated over the years that they are men and women who pray. It gives us the opportunity to bring Alan before you. And we ask you, God, to touch him, to heal. We ask you, um, when possible, to give the 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 medical experts the wisdom to to help Alan. Uh, we pray, Lord, that you would surround him in your love at this time. That you would um, shield him from the lies of an enemy. But most of all, Lord, give him relief and give him strength, and help him get back into um, being able physically and emotionally to serve the Lord that he loves so much. Bless him, Lord, and protect him. We ask this for your glory, and we ask it because of what Jesus has done for Alan, Lord. Amen. Amen. Alan, we will be praying. Please, uh, please keep us posted. I'm writing your name down, and you will be on that prayer wall uh, in my head anyway. We're, we're, We're still in the middle of a move. Not in the middle of a move. We're toward the end of a move now, and the prayer wall hasn't yet been reassembled on the new house, but uh, I will be praying for you, Alan. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. It's A L A N. Thank you, Pastor Ron. Yep, I got it. Thank you, Alan. Yeah. As you were praying, uh, Ron, I was in my head praying that either an infectious kind of a doctor uh, is listening and or um, maybe another person has gone through something like this and could recommend mm-hmm. um, somebody who, you know, because God always has somebody who's gone through or is going through the same thing out out and about. So um, please, if, if you know, you, you can get in touch with us here at CalvarySA.com. 
210-658-8337. If you have any information, we'd greatly appreciate it. We would pass that along. So yeah. anyway. Thank you. And I'll just receive that as a word of wisdom and mm. and uh, maybe the Lord will use it. That would be awesome. Okay. What's on your heart today, Paul? And so we've just come home for, from the marriage uh, retreat. And, you know, because um, you're the serious one. I'm, I'm serious sometimes, but I'm more the fun one. And so, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I know I... And I'm not, so it's... I'm more the fun. Okay. Doesn't mean you're not fun. <laughs> you're, you're just not as fun or funny as I am. And that's a good thing. <laughs> we, somebody needs to be serious. Um, but anyway, so we just come home from the marriage retreat and uh, wanted to kind of talk about that, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, what I, the thing I was talking about, the more fun one, is sometimes I'm talking and, you know, at, at this one in the session that we did separately, some of the ladies were kind of, you know, interjecting. And that's fine because I was, I was standing up walking around because we were in a big room and they were in a, a big circle. And they kind of wanted me to be in the middle. I was like, no, nah, I'm not having my backside to people. So I, you know, made myself part of the circle. But uh, just kind of looking around and walk. Anyway, sometimes I'm funny, and I just want to make sure I'm funny in Christ. And I, I'm sure I am. But the cool thing is they didn't record it. <laughs> they didn't record any of the sessions. Um, but, you know, when you spoke at their church, that was live streamed. But um, so anyway, we come back here, and some of the ladies here have asked, well, did they record it? And I said, no, thank you, you know. Uh, but um, you were you were setting this whole thing up. Um, first, we did our testimony, and then the first session that you did, you started out saying that we cannot have a passionate relationship with Jesus unless we have a passionate relationship with our spouse. And so I thought that was a good way to start things off because you could kind of hear a pin drop because we you know we're all like. I gotta love Jesus. I love Jesus. He's he's my man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but then when you put it on that, you know, you can't really have a passionate relationship with Jesus unless you have a passionate relationship with your spouse. And if I'm hearing right, there's a lot of people in the audience going, "Hmm," <laughs> you know. Um, Priscilla and Aquila, you went on to say, are in it together. And and the other thing that you always say is. A married couple never has to argue again. They just need to agree with Jesus. Because it's not about your opinion or my opinion. It's about what does Jesus say about this situation or that situation. And so um, the way that started off was like, I'm sure everybody in the room was going, oh, this is going to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paul, that's one of, one of the problems with, with marriage retreats or, or conferences in general. You know, they invite a guest speaker and they expect the guest speaker to be light and airy and we're going to have some fun. It's going to be romantic and all those things. Um, but 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 when they invite me, they got the wrong guy. <laughs> because, you know, the idea is let's get serious about this and, and, and remove all the excuses. And the, the, even the thought, and I'm speaking from the man's point of view, uh, but as the head of the household spiritually, and Jesus gives us that responsibility, um, the, the the idea that we hold sometimes that, that well, I'm okay with God. She's this or she's that. Um, you know, the man who is not passionate and loving toward his wife, a man who's not walking, demonstrating the fruits of the Spirit, is not passionate about his relationship with Jesus Christ. He can kid himself, but that's all he's doing. And you're right, it got really quiet right there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um the, um, the 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 idea that marriage is really difficult is borne out in the word. Um, it's borne out in the word. Uh, you know, you go to through, throughout all of the marriages in the Bible, and there's only one example in Scripture 
of a of a godly marriage, and that's Priscilla and Aquila. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason is because they were in it together, and by that I mean they were committed to serving God together. That was the purpose, the focus of their life. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we got this idea that well, we can we can be happy and we can have a good marriage and everything can be fine when we're not serving the Lord together. Um, that's a fantasy. It just doesn't exist. And and furthermore, in Priscilla and Aquila's situation. Um, Aquila had to be pretty humble because she appears to have been the most gifted of the two in terms of teaching. It didn't make her a pastor, but, but in just a teaching gift. And, and he had to recognize that so they could compliment one another. And the Lord was able to use them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when we talk about complementarianism. Um, that's what God means. Um, the, the fact that he's the head of the house uh, doesn't mean he's the more gifted teacher. And she was the one that God really used uh, in, in Apollos' case um, and, and later um, in their ministry with the, the Apostle Paul. So um, we need to be realistic about about our marriage relationship and simply stop making excuses and repent. If we're not passionately in love with our wives, if the wives aren't passionately in love with the husbands and they're not walking together, then as Christians, they need to repent. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, um, we weren't in a church setting for the retreat. We were at a, at a conference center. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody's laughing and telling stories, and they started out by playing some marriage games and stuff, which for me, you know, I'm just thinking, <laughs> stop this. <laughs> I can see the look on your face. I was like, here it comes. But look, are, are we here to play or are we here to get serious about Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. so um, when it got really, really quiet, um, either that's the Holy Spirit who's sort of tuning them in or they're thinking, I can't believe Pastor Jim invited this guy <laughs> up here. I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. But but I think that's really, really important. And then the last thing you just mentioned, and, and I want to say this to the to the married people in our audience as well. Um, you know, the idea that, well, you know, we're humans and we're going to disagree and sometimes there are going to be arguments, but after all, you can't prevent that. That's nonsense. Arguing, raising your voice is sin. How do you ever rationalize flesh? Mm-hmm. And the idea here that a Christian couple, it doesn't mean we're always going to agree. You and I don't always agree we on things. We are so opposite. Yeah. And we're, yeah, we're, mm-hmm. you're, you're fun, I'm not. We already established yeah, that. that's true. But, but <laughs> the idea that, that um, I have the right or you have the right to get in your flesh, no matter what I do, you have no right to get in, the, in your flesh, mm-hmm. and the same is true for me. And the idea that, well, if she hadn't have done that or if he hadn't have done that, then I blew it, I got angry. You know, that's sin. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing else you can call it but but flesh. And we're supposed to crucify the flesh. Yeah. And every time we go to a marriage retreat and they talk about, well, you know, you got to learn to navigate these arguments and these disagreements. It's There's no navigation. What would Jesus do? And uh, when I said that if you will believe this, and I told him up front, probably mm-hmm. nobody in this room is going to believe it. Mm-hmm. But you never have to raise your voice in anger again. You never have to to argue again. All you have to do is to agree right now, this weekend, to agree with Jesus that everything is going to be done his way. Mm-hmm. And then what you want or what he wants uh, doesn't really matter. What matters is, okay, Lord, we're your servants. What do you want? What do you say about this thing? Mm-hmm. And the arguments get settled. Mm-hmm. And, and you have very little to apologize for later when you feel really bad about all the ugly stuff that you said to one another. And then I mentioned just before getting into the teaching, the first teaching, uh, I said to them, I want you to think about the things that your children have heard in your homes, their mother and their father say to and about one another. And that causes them grief and mm-hmm. and, and angst and mm-hmm. um, uh, so it, yeah you're right they were pretty quiet at the beginning mm-hmm. yeah and I, I like that because as unfunny as you are <laughs> um, it, it's a good thing to be serious you know we want to have fun but we have to be serious it can't just be silliness we have to we can have fun but fun is even in God's way. It's only going to be fun if we do it God's way. Because you started off too with um, how do we work this out because marriage has to be the priority. 
how do we work that out? And you asked out loud for the men, what does Ephesians 5.21 say? You know, and one person didn't have the right answer. It, woman, submit to me as unto the Lord, what they said. No, that's not, that's not the one. Um, but but nobody raised their hand. If, if, if you know anybody in this room, especially the men, mm-hmm. if you know what Ephesians five twenty one says, tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew that. Yeah. Now, if I said, tell me what Ephesians five twenty two says, every man in the place would have known it. Wives submit to your husbands unto the Lord. Yeah, yeah. But submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Yeah. The, the thing that sets up that whole section on marriage. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have any idea, and that's yeah. sort of just selective. Um, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the boss of you. But then you ask the ladies, um, do you believe that God will care for you? Because you were, you were kind of eyeballing the guys, which is your job, because they're going to stand before the Lord and give an account. Why did you marry her in the first place? Why did you have children? Because that's a big responsibility. And if you're not treating them rightly... Why are you mistreating them? Um, and so, yeah, it was it was quiet. And then you went on to, because you're in Genesis 2, and when you got to verses 25 through 28, here you were again, and it was quiet. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that's what I tell the ladies when you're going to do um, marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling, but basically marriage counseling. That's not the fun one, usually. Um, just sit there, ma'am. And let Pastor Ron do what he does because he can look right down in somebody's eyes all the way to their toes and know what's going on. God seems to have given him this this gift to know what your husband's not saying even though he's talking. And so just sit there because he'll get to the bottom of it. And if it's you, he'll get to the bottom of you too, but just be quiet. But anyway, you said, men, you are to love sacrificially. And you went back to verse Ephesians 5.21, but put her needs ahead of yours, including her spiritual needs ahead of yours. And man, I'm telling you, it got quiet, and then it got quieter. (laughs) (laughs) And then your scripture that you you use, those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. And husbands, you've been entrusted with your wife and your children, and you must prove faithful. So uh, it was just like... Ooh, here we go. Here we go. But every session, they started out with that, the... And that was session one. That was session one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, our, our, we, we don't... We, typically, these things, we don't share a testimony. Yeah. I, I had an extra session that I was going to do, but when they asked us to do um, our testimony, mm-hmm. um, we, we're servants, so we do what, what the pastor and his wife want us yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but uh, you know, just session one, okay, we, we don't have much time now, so... Pay attention. Mm-mm. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. And you're so funny because, you, you know, I have my, my testimony sheet. And <laughs> okay, you know, he, for the listening audience, he has his hand over his mouth right now, and his face is pretty red. But he's, you know, my testimony is my testimony. <laughs> when I was seven, <laughs> and you were like, no, they don't want to go all the way back there. I was going back to my, you know, the Nazarene bus picked me up <laughs> at the end of the street to take me to vacation Bible school. That's why I heard the song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. That's a huge factor for me, Pastor Ron, but you're like, no, Paul. They just want to have the the testimony of our marriage. It's a marriage conference, <laughs> a marriage retreat. <laughs> well, it just threw me all off, Pastor Ron. I was already ready to give my testimony. <laughs> you kinda, Two hours later, <laughs> you kind of <laughs> shot me down, but <laughs> I was cracking up so bad. Oh, you don't think they need to know when I was like eleven? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus said He loves me no matter what. Even when this man came along and he didn't seem to love me, Jesus was right there. I was going to tell the whole story, Pastor Ron. <laughs> I told you you could say anything you wanted. No, you you did, but you didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, when I get to get to my session, when you when you had the men, because you know I'd say to the ladies, we need to move really far away from (laughs) where Ron and the men are, because the men will come out bleeding, (laughs) and 
every time Pastor Ron is is like, what did you say to the ladies? Because they always seem to be having fun. We we could hear the laughing and mm-hmm. and just and and the men are in there going. I wish I was in her <laughs> session, huh? <laughs> but I, you know, why they're laughing so hard? Because I said Pastor Ron's over there giving them what for? Because the men will stand before the Lord and give an account of their stewardship over us. But what I do tell the ladies, this is what I started, I asked them, why are there marriage retreats? You know, why are there marriage retreats? Is it kind of like a date day? Which is kind of cool. You can get away from the regular routine. You and your your, your boyfriend for the weekend can kind of get away and, um, you know, or is it kind of for counseling? I mean, we've had some, I've had some ladies say, if something doesn't happen good this yeah. weekend, when I go back home, I've had that at women's retreats as well, but yeah. at marriage retreats, if we don't get an answer this weekend, we came here thinking this is our last straw, and we need to get an answer. And so the seriousness that we both bring, even though in my session I can bring some humor, it's very much needed. Um, because I can say some things, though they're serious, I can say them with some humor, and the ladies can get it. Or is it a reboot? Yeah. You know, where we're just, I know I love him. He knows, he, he loves me. We need to remember why. We are at the end of our first half hour. We'd love any calls and questions. 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day Edition of the Word of Center for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show, 340-9585. You know, in the audience, it might be something for you to think about. This idea, do you really believe, do you have enough faith in God to believe that you never have to raise your voice in anger again? Period. Not not just at home, but but in 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 your day to day life. Do, can you control? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit living in you is powerful enough to uh, override your flesh, mm-hmm. just for no other reason than to honor God in the process? Mm-hmm. In in marriage, it ought to be a done deal. Okay. So, Paula, yeah, that's a tough one, Pastor Rod, especially in the world we live in now. You know, I was just watching the news um, where, you know, you can go to the New York airport and there's five of them, I guess, in their area. And you can take a flight and get a shot, meaning the vaccine. They're really pushing. And, um, and so pretty soon, anybody who comes, looks like anybody who comes into New York may have to already have been vaccinated or before they leave, have to, to keep your cool when maybe you don't want to be involved in that, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. You know, I think we've got to get to the point, Paula, where we, we recognize that as a Christian, our obligation to Jesus uh, is to recognize that we never have an excuse to be in our flesh. Mm-hmm. He died that we could overcome the flesh. He lives in us, mm-hmm. Christ in us, the hope of glory, so that we never had to give way to our flesh. And when we do... We make excuses, well, this happened or that happened or he said this or she said this, mm-hmm. instead of saying, oh, God, forgive me. Yeah. I really am a wretch. I really am a sinner. Please forgive me. Yeah. Um, it's just easier for us to, well, well they had to done this. It, it, we've just got to decide to wage war in our flesh. And anything short of that, we can't call it anything but sin. Yeah. Joseph, you know. Genesis fifty twenty, you know, <laughs> is my favorite. I don't have it, but I want to. I wanted that, you know. Um, you, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good, and so the saving of many lives. So when we can keep our cool and not react, but rather respond Christ-like, then the world can see Jesus and not us. The worst words ever heard are words to the effect and you call yourself a Christian you know? and, and even if you don't actually hear the words 
with your ears. We know that's what people are thinking. Oh, yeah. When we misbehave. Yeah, yeah. And there's just no excuse for it. Yeah. There's no excuse. I've, I've often, and, and I don't want the audience to get the wrong idea here. Um, th there are a few things that Paula does that I don't understand. And, and, and I get frustrated. I am sure, <clears throat> excuse me, I am sure that there are a million things I do that just, if, if Paula let her flesh go, would, would, would just erupt. But we're accountable to God for our behavior. Yeah. We're not accountable to one another. We're accountable to God for our behavior. And especially as the stakes are raised, I said earlier, with children living in the home. You know, I grew up in a home where my mom and dad yelled at each other. Mine too. And, and let me tell you something. I still I have nightmares yeah. about that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm now officially 100 years old, <laughs> and, and I have nightmares about that. And, and, you know, when we got together, it was I, I simply wouldn't permit. That kind of if you, if you're gonna yell at me, I'm gonna go, mm -hmm. and and I I don't know if I've ever raised my voice. I'm not a voice raiser, mm -hmm. but um, it's just something as a Christian that we've got to learn to hate. And I think there's no better way to demonstrate how much we love somebody than be bearing with one another in love. Yeah. Paul writes, yeah, and I think we we've we've got to make the decision we're gonna do that and. The only way to continue in that is in the power of the Holy Spirit, and that requires us to take a responsibility to be accountable for our failures rather than pointing a finger at what somebody else said or did. Yeah, I, I've had to learn that <clears throat> over the many years. And, um, you know, at our women's retreat, um, we had a, a definition given to us, and so I used this in my, in my study where... Um, where he says the man said this is now bone of my bone because the woman was taken um let me go back then the lord god made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man the man said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she should be called woman for she was taken out of man what did he really say <laughs> he didn't say that he yeah. said Wow! Yeah, wow! <laughs> look at what look at what showed up. Thank you, Jesus, <laughs> girl. I don't know where you came from, but mm, glad to see you. Anyway, this for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Well, Mercedes was uh, giving us uh, kind of a definition that she had read somewhere. Um, ribs, ribs help protect the organs in the chest and also provide support to the upper body. As a wife, we're not to poke at our husbands or poke our husbands in the ribs, but to protect and cover them. And I, this is me. Protect their feelings, their reputations, their callings. Be their greatest cheerleaders. Instead of, you know, I, I try to tell the ladies and live up to this myself, you know, don't pick at the things that bug you. Look for the things that you can compliment him on or encourage him in. Um, Proverbs 14.1 says, A wise woman builds up her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. So again, compliment when and where you can, build up, and those things that, you know, maybe irritate you or something, take that to the Lord. Um, the song that my twin sister, Lucy, and I keep singing, you know, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. And that is the truth. And you said, going back to what you said earlier, you said, can you trust the Lord to take care of you? And so when we're always picking or nagging to change someone else, we're not really trusting the Lord. Yeah, and see, here's another place we have to get real. That's a failure in faith, but it's it's the failure of the one who is doing the picking yes, and the nagging. Yes, absolutely. And, um, I, I, you know, we, we, well, he did this or she did that. No, it's it's your failure to believe that God will take care of you. You do your part. Mm -hmm. And then that frees God. He doesn't have to work on you anymore. Mm -hmm. he, he, he's then free to work on your spouse. And if we don't believe that, we don't have any idea who he is. Yeah. I think that's just one of the things, Paula, that, that we've got to got to accept responsibility for Lord uh, I want to die to my flesh I know I'm supposed to die to my flesh but I don't trust you mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's a neat thing. And you know, when, when I go out, if I get frustrated with you or something, um, and I walk with the Lord, um, he has a way of, of, of fixing me. He never addresses what I'm frustrated about. Mm-hmm. Um, but he puts it into perspective. And, and with me, his, I, I've said this on the radio before, his name for you to me is precious. So um, if I'm, um, I'm out of the house and I'm walking and I'm praying, Lord, I can't believe this happened, or, you know, what am I supposed to do when the... He says, well, excuse me, are, are we talking about precious? The one who prayed for you for 13 years, is, is this what you're grumbling about to me? And, and I know I'm not going to win that argument. So I can destroy, I can completely ruin my prayer time with the Lord. Or I can say, Jesus, you're right. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that we've got to realize that the things that we are complaining about on a scale of 1 to 10 barely register at all. There's so many more important things mm-hmm. that, that, that outrank it. And I think perspective is really, really important. Yeah. Paul, let me answer a question that was called in by Carol. Um, and then uh, uh, if you have anything to add to it, then, then we'll get back to whatever's next on your list. Uh, Carol says, what does the Bible say about other people forcing guilt on you? Are there any Bible verses that talk about this? I know to just give it to God, but I was wondering if there are any specific examples. You know, Carol, um, the Bible is always speaking to the to the person who is the guilty party. So, um, you know, Jesus would say to you in a case like this, don't worry, I got this, I know the truth about you. And for me, Carol, personally, one of the great things that the Lord told me a long time ago. I, I was complaining about something that somebody had done to me and the things that were saying about me many years ago. And 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 I was so, Lord, why is this happening? I, I don't deserve this. And and he stopped me cold in my tracks and he said, you know, what they're saying about you isn't nearly as bad as the truth about you. And suddenly I was grateful that they didn't know the truth about me or they could really have some things to accuse me of. So um, uh, there really isn't anything that the Bible would say to you in this situation. Now, to the other person, the Bible has a lot to say. Judge not, lest ye be judged by God. Um, you know, we're to bear one another's burdens. We're, we're not under guilt. We're, we're, we're under grace. There is no condemnation, Romans 8, 1, for those who are in Christ Jesus. So you can hold on to those Bible verses, but those are the conviction verses that ought then to go to the person who is judging you. And I simply, Carol, want to tell you, you've got to learn to toughen up because what somebody else says about you doesn't matter. God knows the truth and you know the truth. If there is any truth in what they're saying, then then thank them for pointing it out. Repent and and your guilt your, is gone. But in regard to... Um, to to somebody else for you, that you, you you don't have to make yourself a victim. Just nope, doesn't matter. And for me personally, Paula, I get out of those conversations. Mm-hmm. I we had somebody trying to make us feel guilty today, um, asking us a question, and <laughs> it was a question I didn't want to give them an answer to, so I just sort of flipped it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had some some translation issues there, but mm-hmm. but. Um, I'm simply not going to let anybody else put me under guilt or condemnation when Jesus has taken it all away. you have anything to add? Yeah, it says that the the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. And, you know, even if you were guilty of something in the past, and we who who hasn't been guilty of doing something in the past, that's why we became a Christian, because we needed to be forgiven. And so what happens a lot of times, Carol, and it sounds like that maybe that's what's going on in you, people don't want to forget what you did and as long as they can point a finger at you and keep putting you down um, and you respond to it they don't get the opportunity to look at themselves as long as you are defending yourself and saying no 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 I'm not this anymore or what about they don't have a chance to look at themselves and they that's exactly what they want to do is not look at themselves covered 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 by the blood yeah that's you know I, yeah I, I used to be that but i'm mm-hmm. not anymore thank god let's now talk about you yeah yeah in the conversation that's like right that. yeah you could say yeah that was me but i'm going to heaven now and uh you know wanna why don't you list all the things that jesus could forgive you of anyway so yeah you're right pastor Ron. 
Yeah. Thank you, Carol. I hope that helps a little bit. You know, we 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 know every one of us. We know we shouldn't worry about what other people say, uh, as long as it's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, we know we're not under guilt, um, but as Paula indicated. Um, they are going to start pointing fingers at you, and if it works, the enemy's going to be right there, uh, and he's going to he's going to heap condemnation on you. You know, Paul, I will never forget. We were in a in a a, a pretty serious marriage counseling situation, s- severe issues, and um, you and I were here. The husband and wife were here, and uh, the man got really serious. He said. Well, what about you two? Have you ever been involved in these things? And and I was kind of taken aback. And you said the best thing ever. You, you just looked at him and said, look, we both had a life before Christ. And we both did a lot of things that we wish we hadn't done. But that's gone. Mm-hmm. On to the next subject. I said that? Yeah. That was brilliant, right? <laughs> it was the Holy Spirit just got a hold of me for a quick second. Because usually well, I'm like... This ain't about us. This is about you, man. <laughs> You're the one in marriage counseling. <laughs> but see, it, it worked because instantly he goes, okay. Okay. In other words, you, you know what we're going through. Yeah. And here's how to get out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that was brilliant. Oh, good. Thank you. That was Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank what's, you. what's next, Paul, for you? Uh, and then I was telling him, you know, a wife of... Well, no, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. This is why they like to laugh, you know, because I'm just, I get to tell them, you're a good thing. But are you being that good thing for your husband? Um, Are you the gift? You know, Lord, make me that gift of a wife to my husband today. Or if you're just causing friction and. And don't don't think they have them anymore. When we grew up, there were booby prizes. Oh, yeah. That hurts people's self-esteem now, but there yeah, were booby yeah. prizes. Uh-huh. And that's a good picture. Yeah. You're a gift from God to your husband. Are you a booby prize? Yeah. <laughs> Are you behind door number one, number yeah. two, or, thunk, you know? Um, and then a wife of noble character um, who can find she is worth far more than rubies. And her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. And I always give the, are you, you know, does he have full confidence or is he, scared to leave the house or, you know, who's she talking to now or she's over at her mother's house or her best friend's house. What are they talking about? Um, but she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. So are you that that wife where he's not worried about what you're doing when he's not around? You know? And then I usually point out a couple of things that just like are you gossiping about him? Are you talking bad about him? And what we always say, if a wife is talking bad about her husband, I always tell him this, well, you chose him. If he asked you to marry him and you knew who he was, you could have said no. Why didn't you, you know? And so I can say those kind of things, and yet at the same time I can be funny where they can take it home and they go, hmm. Pretty in, much. I think she just cursed me out without using bad words. In in the Genesis uh, portion of my session, I said um, the two will will become one flesh. Yeah. Um, leave a father and mother and, and cling to one another. And um, I, I said, you know, if you're talking bad about your husband or your wife, you're talking bad about yourself. That's you're exactly one flesh right. in the eyes of God. And yeah. that just simply makes no sense to me. Yeah. And yet that's what we do. I want people to think well of you. Um, you know, I want you to be the kind of wife that if I uh, have a, a, a moment where I'm exposed, that you cover my nakedness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want you to be 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 a descendant of Shem. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that's how we cover for one another, help one another. We don't we don't overlook sin. We deal with it, but to expose it to others. Yeah. Uh, and we like to talk, whether it's in-person talking or social media talking. We like to talk. And then, especially when it's family, um, then when things get fixed, the Lord fix them, and your family thinks you're crazy for going back to yeah. him or going back to her. Yeah. You know, um, and they're going to they're gonna create some friction yeah. for you in the process. Yeah. We just got to realize that we, we, um, we have an obligation to Jesus first and then to one another. Yeah to rightly represent him. And, you know, these things, uh, And I wish that I would have had an older woman, Christian woman, earlier in my life. Um, Maybe I did, and I just didn't pay attention, 
who could have educated me in these ways. I didn't really know God's word. And maybe part of that was because I just wasn't in it, you know, didn't understand a whole lot of, of it. And so I wasn't in it nearly as, as I should be, should have been as the Christian in our family. But I'm learning it now, and I'm thankful to God that now I'm that older woman who gets the opportunity, you know, to go in and teach other ladies. You know, I wish I would have done this earlier in my marriage, but you can, you know, but you can. Um, Proverbs 19:14 says, Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. And, you know, I me, mean, I need to know the definition of words. And so prudent means acting with or showing care for the future. And so acting and showing care for the future, Lord, you know, I don't want to look at just today how how things are. I want to look to the future. And then the rest of, of Titus, at the end of Titus 2 in verse 5, um, it says, so that no one will malign the word of God. That's my motivation. I want to be that kind of wife in public, um, but even more so in private, that my life would not malign the word of God. And mm-hmm. yeah, do uh, we? You still have work. We all have work to do, um, but that's my motivation, so that no one will malign the word of God. Yeah, Paula, we just had a question, uh, sensitive when it's anonymous from our mobile app. Just came in. Uh, it said, "What would you say about an older man who broke up a three-year relationship that appeared to be headed for marriage by email?" Mm-hmm. And then she says, "I think it's the height of cruelty, and I have a broken heart." Yeah. What I, would you say? I would also say that it's it's kind of uh, cowardly yeah unless he was I, I, I just can't imagine that that you break up a relationship unless that's the kind of relationship how it started that's an, another thing with with social media and these dating apps um, everything's by email or whatever but I think it's the height of, of cowardice if it was headed for marriage it sounds like you knew each other pretty well um, unless he just couldn't he just couldn't face her, but again, that's cowardice. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I look. Can I add something? And please don't misunderstand my heart here. But but I think this is one of those times. Paul says, "In everything, give thanks." Yeah. In every, not for everything. Yeah. Nobody, yeah, true. nobody wants you to be thankful for a broken heart. Yeah. But but before you got married, you found out the truth about this man. God has a way of doing that. You know when we. Uh, uh, do pre-marriage counseling. Um, we we often tell people that that you know if there are issues, I promise you, the Holy Spirit is going to bring them to the to the surface. And and this was God protecting you, anonymous. And I'm sorry it had to hurt so much, but this is your precious Lord, who loves you so much that He's protecting you from making a horrible mistake. This man's character was revealed to you before you were stuck in a relationship that you couldn't get out of. And I know we want things to go well, and uh, obviously you're a believer, and I'm certain that he probably thinks he is too. But, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people in these offices, Paula, who who just shouldn't have ever gotten married. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the idea of being in love with being in love... um, you know, causes people to stop thinking sometimes. Well, that's when God protects us. Yeah. And this is a case anonymous where um, our Jesus loves you and he protected you. And it is far better to find out now than to find out later mm-hmm. when the Bible says there's no reason for divorce other than adultery yeah. or physical abuse. Yeah, and I'm trying to believe the best here, you know. I mean, what if he found out he's ill? You know, I try to always go to that yeah. end, but still, that he yeah, you got to be yeah. you got to be open and honest. Yeah. Cru- cruelty has no excuse. <clears throat> yeah. so d- d- yeah. There's no thinking the best. This this is a bad act, a yeah. cowardly act. I'm yeah, glad you is. used that word. Yeah. Um, but uh, anonymous, this is this is just how faithful God is. Yeah. Uh, he may have been giving you some some nudges that you weren't responding to. I'm speaking mm-hmm. about the Holy Spirit. A couple of red um, flags. Yeah, in you might have seen huh? some red flags that you yeah. were in love and blind to. Yeah. But 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 God just made things really really clear here. Yeah. And um, so I know you have a broken heart, 
Um, but um, this is one of those times where right now you run to your real husband, Jesus, and thank him mm -hmm. because he kept you safe from something that certainly would have been far worse. Yeah. Sorry for your pain. I mm -hmm. really am. So really mean, uh, really mean that. Paula, we're inside three minutes. So what do you want to share to close the program? <laughs> Two minutes now. We just hit. Okay. So as I ended um, my my teaching with the ladies, it was one of those where be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, and make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. You know, instead of being um, competitors in the marriage, mm. uh, and that happens, you know, you and I are both very competitive people. I mean, when we play golf, I wanted to beat you every single time because you were so good. Um, <laughs> But to be competitive in our, our marriage, it only the way that should be is tripping over, in your words, tripping over each other to serve one another. I want to serve you better than you serve me, kind of a thing. Um, but if we're trying to top one another, that's not good. And so um, make every effort, effort to keep this unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And in, in your study, you were saying that marriage... Um, takes work and that um, our spouse is our job. This morning you said to me, okay, I'm out of the shower area. I'll, I'll, I'll get out of your way. I'll, I won't bug you. And I was like, you're not bugging me. You're my job, Pastor. <laughs> He's got a lot of tentacles. <laughs> but you're my job. And, you know, God's going to give me a whole bunch of crowns or one great big one if I do my job well. <laughs> Hey, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it more than you know. You've been listening to The Word to Stand Up for Life. Hey, programming note for tomorrow. I'm going to have a good friend in here, Bob Claycamp, a pastor from Phoenix, Arizona, who now is pastoring pastors. And uh, he will be my special guest. If you have any questions, be ready to call. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Word to Stand Up for Life. Pray for our graduates. There you go. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Oh,